Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. B and E on the horn. Didn't get to this story in salacious gossip, but I wanted to because I want to get into a conversation with you. But how about a? There's a lady in California. She's a Chinese national, but she lives in California. She's arrested this week, Buck. She was sending packages back to China, her company, and according to the Justice Department, she has been arrested for allegedly shipping sixty million dollars. Worth of fake postage. It was for it was for, for like uh, what do you call it? Counterfeit postage that would pass the, the and get through to, uh, for, you know the UPS and the Postal Service. I should say the USPS uh, Postal Service. Sixty million. What in the hell was she shipping <laughs> back there? Yeah. Well, packages, packages, and this all happened within a uh, what? Uh, Wait, packages a day is that? That's what I'm was? saying. Uh, she would receive packages from China, place fake labels on the packages that stated the postage had been paid, then send those packages to the UPS delivery, taken into custody. It happened between November 1st of 2021 and April 30th of 2023. That's 9 million parcels in just six months. 9 million. That's, uh... What was she sending? Was she sending lizards, like redfish? What's she sending over there? She's not. She's not arrested for what she was sending in the boxes. Oh, we need. We need to know that, though. <laughs> I know. That's nine million parcels in six months. I mean, that's over. Two- Maybe she was sending. Hey, National State Trojan man. Maybe some Trojans over there. That's two thousand eighty-three packages per hour, every hour. I don't know, man. Now uh, somebody else had to be working with her to do uh, oh, all yeah, this. Oh yeah, she had employees. But she's been. She's the ringleader. But so, 60 mil, you still send everything, all of your bills. Yes. You're the only person that I know that still yes. does this. Everything. I have a checkbook. And you write out checks and yes. you lick stamps. I do. Every bill. Every, I don't have, I, I, I think every bill I have, yes, goes into the. You don't have any direct deposit? No. So, like, when you get paid from here, you get a check. It, well, no, it goes into it goes. That's into, directly deposited. That's directly okay. deposited. But the bills that come to me are stamped and all that. When is that going to stop? My wife keeps threatening that's going to stop. You know what? You know it's all going to be paid. You're going to have to do it right from the. Oh, from yeah. the They'll take that privilege from you. Are they gonna, really? You'll, you'll, you'll may be gone by then. I may be gone, right? <laughs> I hope so. Ty, do I, you pay anything by mail? No. 
I didn't think so. Yeah, that's a. I have before. Yeah, I have before. Well, no, yes. so now personal yes. letters like that with a stamp on it, birthdays and things I've like that. I've done that before. You've I've, done that before. Yeah, you, have you sent for, a personal when I got like graduation uh, gifts for high school and college? I, I I wrote like thank you letters and stuff like that. Did you you handwritten handwritten? Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. There you go, Ty. That's what I like to hear. You didn't jump on your little computer and type out no. some something funny where balloons explode. Like, no, even if it was like just two sentences. I'm not. So just saying thank you. Say that to my, my my sisters listening to this show because you know on my birthday they'll send me a little something that the balloons explode when they when they come on your on your email or whatever. No, I don't get cards. I I send out cards. I send out cards and stuff. Our like good that. friend Russell Douglas has texted to say that uh, Bucky, I no direct deposit here. I pay every bill by check and mail. My mother has just texted. Very successful businessman, Russell. Yes, he is. Um, I, I, you know. it, it helps me. It's, it makes me responsible. I, I started that when I was like, I had like a little semi checking account when I was like 16 years old. E, when I was the lifeguard at the Puerto Rican pool, when I was getting my checks, I mean, I sent out little things like that. When I owed, uh, what was it, uh, the little cassette people their money? No, a thousand cassettes for ninety nine cents. Yeah, when they chased me down for like ten That's years. You did that? Yes. Oh, this says uh, I only bill I pay with a check is to the IRS once well, that a year. Yeah. This says Buck. I still write checks every every bill. And uh, you, you want to see me get frustrated when you walk up like at H E B and the ladies writing out. Oh, a I check, don't do that. I won't do that. Check. I'm like, what are we doing? I, so, I don't do that. But you can do that. People still write checks at the grocery store. And I'm still the guy. If you want to rob Legal me, I'm still. the guy to rob because I do. I do a lot of cash when I go on, when I go on trips and vacations. Well, you learned that when you were recruiting. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's from way back. Hey, don't you want a card from the university? No thanks, cash only. I don't play that. I don't put my name on at the hotels, cash only. Then then the rental cars stopped it with that. You could you used to be able to do rental cars with cash. No more. Not only that is they take your credit card. And they make you pay like another $700 or something like that on your rental a car. Deposit. What the hell is that about? I'm not taking your car. So you can't just steal the car? I mean, I'm not going to steal it well, well, or leave it behind in a parking lot. You I'm, might not, but well, no, I've done that. That's probably there's a lot of people that did it. That's the reason why they yeah. don't do that. I'm anymore. probably the one that started that when I, I lost the Cadillac. And you lost a rental? Did you find it? No. Oh, <laughs> I had to go to the airport. Somebody you said, just left a Cadillac. In whatever city yeah, he did. In. That was in, that was Fort, in Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yes. He was eventually? drinking at the time. I was drinking at the time. Didn't I didn't want to drive. <laughs> I didn't want to drink and drive. So I went back with the guys. They said, hey, take a cab early in the morning, pick up the rental car from the parking lot of the bar, and then go to the airport. And I just. Script club. I went straight to the airport. Car's still there. Hey. And so you led the cat, left the Cadillac in the parking lot at the Jiggly Joint. Is that <laughs> what we did? Place was, it was unbelievable. I was like, I was waiting for UT to go. Hey, uh, there's a car missing down in... They never did? No. Never (laughs) Never. heard anything of that. Never heard anything of that. That's That's very fortunate. That's amazing. I didn't drive it because that was a a Charlie Strong night. Did you pay cash for that car? Yes, I did. That was a cash. They were probably probably like, all right, we're just out of Cadillac now. I'll get you a card. Remember when Mike Price got fired at Alabama because he put the... The oh, he used to the strip club on his. No, no, no. Oh, strippers. No, Remember, he had got, he had done such a good. Where was he? Uh, Alabama. He got the Alabama job. Was there like was two weeks? When he at uh, like Washington State or something? Or New Mexico State or something? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And so, yeah, he he put the the school credit card on it for to pay for his hotel. He was going to a golf event, and yes, while Ty, where he's at the golf event, warming up, 
gets the call from the hotel that says, who's staying in your room that's ordering food, all this food, all food and all these things? Uh, oh, oh, no. Yeah, that would be the, I uh, got back to the, university. the call girls. That would be the call girls. That I were got back to the university. In like two weeks in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like two weeks into the job. And he just left them there to go to the golf course. He's celebrating. <laughs> oh, God. Roll Tide. My goodness. Somebody says she was shipping vehicle extended warranty notices. Thank you. Thank you for that. I have gotten like. <laughs> that was her. 3,000 of those in the past like three weeks. Is that right? Ever since Might I. Might have been her. I sold my, I sold my old vehicle and I, I just, I've gotten a lot of junk mail related to that. Well, I have. Oh, my, my newest one is the, the, the young lady who's trying to bury me for free. And I still want to ask my military friends if I can say this. I know it's wrong, and I've had some hard times with this, and my wife says, don't do that. But this girl keeps saying, here's, we want to help you. We want to bury you. We want to pay for all expenses, pay for your funeral. And I keep telling her, I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. It sounds like you're going to get scammed here. No, you is can buy a, a burial plot. Is this a call you're getting? Or this is a mail? call from a young yeah, lady. Could... I forget her name. I, 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 should, I should remember her name because I keep – I said, you and I have had this discussion – I, I'm I'm good to go. When I'm going, I'm good. I don't need. There she goes. But we can save you money. I said I I'm I'm gone. I don't want you. Don't have to save uh, you, me anything. You're you're of the thinking that you should just get thrown in the dumpster or something, right? No, I'm of the thinking that I'm gonna. Well, wouldn't be you thrown want into you the no or the I, ocean? But here's, I, what I want to tell her. Here's that. what I'm saying, E. Can I just say it to her? I'm I'm military. You there's nothing better. It's not going to cost me one cent. There's nothing you can do. You're thinking about stealing better valor. Than zero, huh? You're thinking you, about stealing valor. Are you military? No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't say that. So stealing valor. And so, so that am I like, what is it, Gronk, uh, who's trying to get the military yeah, deals? No, so All okay, I'm I won't say it. As uh, I will say that uh, my, my parents are still happily happily alive, which is wonderful. But my wife had to bury both of her parents and. They had already set it up where they were going to be buried, where the plots were. Sure, I thought that was great that the the family didn't have to mess with that. It's Most people done. do that. I feel like it's all right? done. And somebody's asked me why if you I don't answer. do it. Then they're going to have to do it for you after you're gone. They might put you. Who knows? Well, I mean, isn't there like isn't there like uh, <laughs> put it in a will? I'm not talking about the hot place. I'm just talking about isn't there the oven? You go in and you get your ashes cremated. Cremated, right? That's all. That's all I'm looking well, you know, for. You can put your iPhone on a setting where any call that is not in your I tried that contact, it won't ring. Oh, oh no, her is, no, she's got me somehow. <laughs> just she's gotten answer. back to me. Okay, let's uh, let's shift gears because somebody said the Camp Lejeune water test kit. The <laughs> oh my god! I saw that. <laughs> if I see Dude. one more Camp Lejeune commercial, yeah. let me just tell you this. Hey, I lived in North in Greensboro. I'm just going to ask. Can I still have had water from growing up there, from Camp Lejeune? Do I get an opportunity? You might need to give them a call. Huh. They're getting that settlement going. I know. That's right, boy, where you grew up. I, I went to Camp Lejeune cause my, with my parents. We were on our way to... So you were at vacation. Camp Lejeune between yeah, my, my 1943 uncle was, and 1985. My uncle was in the Marines, and he went there with my dad's brother. And we we went to visit, and then we went up to Virginia Beach, I believe. was the. They're trying to get trip. that lawsuit going. Wait, you two could separate be a, trips. They could send you a check. Get some money. I should try that. I should try that. I drank water there one time when See, I was there you six go. years old. <laughs> hey, um, add me to the class action suit. There you go. Hey, let's get some Cowboys football in the news because uh, the, the the NFL, here's the deal. The Cowboys have had, now they're, they've wrapped up their or, their mandatory mini camps. Mandatory mini camps. That happened this week. A lot of teams are doing them next week, but the Cowboys did it this week. And uh, John Machota covers the Cowboys for TheAthletic.com, and he wrote his 10 biggest takeaways from the Cowboys' rookie minicamp, OTAs, and now mandatory minicamp, okay? 
Uh, he says Dak Prescott looked like he had a strong understanding of what Mike McCarthy's trying to accomplish with the team's new offense. They're calling it the Texas Coast offense, a combination of the West Coast offense and Dallas's previous. New offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer said about 70% will be similar to what they ran last season. Okay? A uh, little bit, little, little new wrinkles. The Tex Coast offense. I'm in. Also, uh, Machota says that uh, without pads or hitting, it's difficult to come away with a strong take on first-round pick Mazie, or Mozzie Smith. Uh, but the 6'3", 325-pound defensive tackle certainly looks the part. And we mentioned earlier, Buck, that uh, his teammate Jonathan Hankins said this is one of the strongest people I've ever been around. This is a strong dude at uh, even 22 years old. Uh, also, um, Despite chatter about Micah Parsons focusing on playing only defensive end this season, he continued to be moved around during the offseason program. Do you think that was Micah Parsons just kind of wishful thinking? Because, I mean, Micah Parsons here in Austin when he was working out at the, at the collective said, hey, you know, I'm getting trying to add some weight because I'm going to be a full-time defensive end this year. Because I want that defensive end money. That's right. And DQ said, not so fast, Micah. It doesn't matter where you play Micah. The Cowboys are going to pay you whatever you want. He will be the highest-paid defensive player yes. in the league here at some point, maybe sooner than they later. They won't be able to escape that, They're, no matter where you play. Also, on the curious side, remember the Cowboys had some kicking issues last year? Remember Brett Maher? That's Ty's Maher. guy. He's coming back. Shankopotamus. <laughs> Shankopotamus. Is he coming back, Ty? No. He was great. Yeah, He was not great. Until the end of the year. God. Remember that playoff game when everyone was like oh on the edge of their seat to see if he could make an extra point? I know. Hey, I know. He I came, know. Ba- I he came back. <laughs> he came back the next week, though. Didn't miss a kick. I know. Oh, he might have missed do you one. Think, do you think Brett Maher last year in the funk that he was in, he had the yips going? That oh. Remember when Dak Prescott threw the interception right before the half? Of course you remember it. Where they were in field goal range. Dak tried to force one, one of his two critical interceptions in that playoff game. And do you think Brett Maher was on the sidelines going, Yes. Good job, Dak. Maybe. Way to go, Dak. What, he missed five extra points or five <laughs> oh, yeah. kicks in that game? Oh, you're, the yeah, against the Buccaneers? That was unbelievable. I still don't believe that happened. Yeah, that was one of those, hey, don't get on the bus on the way back to the airport. You just stay here. Yeah, you stay. I still can't, the, can't believe the Cowboys took that guy to a playoff game. Now, he did make, but, you know, he, Dak saved him having to kick one at the end of the half. Uh, but, but here's the deal. He's gone, right? He's out. And their only kicker on their roster during the, these workouts have been a guy named Tristan Viscaino. I don't even know where this guy is from. But he handled all the kicking duties during OTAs and minicamp. Had some good days and bad days, according to John Machota. Wouldn't you try to upgrade the kicker position if you're the Cowboys? I mean, that would be important here. But they are, I don't know who Tristan Viscaino is, but that's their kicker. Also, this is a good one. All signs point towards the Cowboys getting more than just upgrades on the field from their trades of corner, for cornerbacks Stephon Gilmore and wide receiver Brandon Cooks. The team has raved about how impactful those two veterans have been with the younger players on the team. There you go. And I, I gave you this quote earlier, but here's the actual quote from John Machota uh, talking to Dan Quinn. He said, when we traded for Gilmore, I bet I got 10 or 12 calls or texts saying, DQ, this is your kind of guy. You're going to love this guy. That told me a lot. And uh, in the first interaction, just knowing how hard he works and then seeing the connection with Trayvon Diggs, uh, says that they were absolutely right. Uh, so this, the Cowboys have a one-two punch at cornerback that can be pretty scary for defenses. If Stephon Gilmore stays healthy, Oh yeah, and he hadn't been an injury. I played. He played most of the games last year with the Colts. So it was just a bad football team, but uh, that's that's a 31 year old guy that can really. I mean, what do you I mean? You know, last year the, the teams could run the ball against the Cowboys, so they drafted Mozzie Smith and re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch, try to shore up their run defense and strengthen it. And then you know the other issue for Cowboys fans, and they know this was you know okay, we're not going to throw at number seven. We're going to go the other guy. And once who was the starter that got hurt? Ty that really sent that thing into a tailspin in the in the secondary. Somebody got hurt. Brown? 
Anthony Brown got hurt. Anthony Brown got hurt, and I thought he was bad before he got hurt. Well, he was and better, then, and then it became Calvin a, Joseph came in. Then it became then like, it Jordan, Lu- Jordan Lewis was also hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back this year. The, so, the secondaries would be a lot, probably the best secondary the Cowboys have had in long time. probably my lifetime. Well, mm-hmm. Donovan Wilson was re-signed, Trevon Diggs to go with uh, Tr- Stephon Gilmore. Curse still in the back yeah, J. Ron Curse, who plays that kind of positionless role where he's kind of everywhere. Yeah, and Malik Hooker's been a good pickup for the Cowboys. And again, they're playing year three of this Dan Quinn defense. And Deron Bland, too, who had five interceptions as a rookie last year in the nickel corner spot. There you go, T.Y. Stu says, I'm getting buried on my three acres. Kids hate the idea. <laughs> I didn't know you could get buried in your own property like that. Yeah, but if you sell it, you're stuck there. Like if your kids then sell the property, my dad. I got to dig you up. I got to dig you up and bring you with them? Yep. Nah. Where's the furnace? Easier in a jar on the mantle. Somebody's taking me on the mantle. That's Where's what I, that, that I want. That whole thing of throwing me in my favorite lake up in New Hampshire. No, no, you're taking me with me. Somebody's, somebody's taking old Buck with him. I like that. Just on the mantle somewhere in your golf bag. I had my brother's ashes in, in my golf bag for like two years. Uh, all right, so your brother's what? His ashes in my your bag. golf bag? I, well, I was supposed to take him to a nice golf course. You know, he wanted his ashes. I got some of the ashes, and, and I was going to place them Where in. Where did you take them? I, I eventually took them to the Hills of Lakeway at the first tee. So he didn't have a specific course he wanted them? No, no, no. I just thought one of the, you know, just remember him for loving the game of golf. I just going to put it. Was he a good golfer? Uh, he was all right. He was a uh, fight-on-golf-course guy. <laughs> just the one win- that whacked you in the head with a two-by-four or whatever uh, it was? Uh, or the broom handle. Broom handle? Because I threw a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his face in front of a bunch of older guys trying oh, to show man. off. And he walked up behind uh, me, and, brother. me and, and I'm trying to think where I would want my ass oh, no, no, spread. My, my brother was the, the guy that he didn't play the games. You know, like the brother would like, oh, I'll take this knife and, and he'll like wave it at you. No, no. I had the one that was like, if you put it out, he was about to stab you with it. He was, an, oh, had, he was for real. had some anger management yeah, issues. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, according to John Machote, he expects Cavante Turpin to make the 53-man roster and continue being the Cowboys' primary kick returner, if you're wondering, and kick man punt returner. He's a pro bowler. Uh, well, right. There are some opportunities to give uh, that were given to Deuce Vaughn and running back Malik Davis, but he expects Turpin to be back. And uh, interesting on the offensive line for the Cowboys is that you, know, you expect Tyron Smith to be your starting left tackle. They think Tyler Smith or Tyron Smith left tackle, Tyler Smith left guard, and then Tyler Biotish. A lot of ties. You got Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, Tyron, and then Zach. And then Terrence Steele at right tackle, Zach Martin at right guard. But they, you know, they toyed with a little bit in in, in these OTAs and in the, into the uh, minicamp, switching, you know, Tyron Smith to the right side at right tackle. Yep. And then Tyler Smith, the second year man now at left tackle. So Cowboys, you still feel good about the depth on that O line there, Ty? I mean, they've got Matt Willetsko and Josh Ball. They don't have a lot behind that starting five. Well, you know, one of those guys on that offensive line is going to be missing for like. Well, I don't like their games. depth then. Uh, if you want to be a power running team, you know, if one of those or a couple of those guys get dinged up, yeah, I don't like what you've got behind it. I really don't. Um, I mean, we've we've seen them find gems in the undrafted free agent class, like Terrence Steele a few years ago. That's true. Um, maybe one of those guys we're not even talking about and just, don't even know who they signed. But I like the starting five, you know, best five they're, they're going to put out there. Tyler Biotish is probably the weakest link. Um but, yeah, I mean, last year they brought in Jason Peters when injuries happened. He filled in well. I, I think if, if you needed I, – I would like a better swing tackle, but I, I think they'll I think they'll be well, okay. Do they have odds on guys like Tyron Smith? Did they do stuff like that in Vegas? Were like they, him getting hurt? Uh, how long he will be? I don't think you can be? bet on injuries. I don't believe you can. They don't do that, do they? 
There's no I, I on how many games he'll play. I've and, never seen that, no. Maybe. Well, let's see. Find it. the right book. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say this, and here's my thing with the Cowboys. If you're in, in, indeed all in to go win this thing, as Mike McCarthy has said, Jerry Jones is 80 years old now. Why would you not bring in a more veteran player? I don't like having – we think this guy can step in and step up. I mean, I would just – I know you don't have a ton of salary cap room, but I would – if it were my team, I'd make sure – and I'm the general manager, I'd make sure we had a veteran swing tackle and offensive lineman, not some veteran rookie free agent because we've been good at finding them gem diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I would I make would sure not, I didn't have Ronald Jones and I did have Dalvin Cook too. They can't afford him, I don't think. But I agree with you. Malik Davis, he's been – He's been You've been pushing really? that poor guy. That, I mean, yeah, that dude is so. And I also all the reports average. saying that he's he's been. I mean, fighting for that number two spot. They feel comfortable with. They same, like their guys. Same thing with kickers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd bring in an established. I think that will change. Okay, I hope so. I mean, what if a guy? So what's the situation on San Diego with Cameron Dicker and? Um, Ooh. They, they, Dustin Hopkins. He was their kicker before. He was hurt all last year, but he was the, probably the first good kicker in the Chargers. History as a franchise. Yeah, he was made a bunch of game winners. Yeah, last they, year. They, they have I'd two, love to see Cameron Dicker in Dallas. They have two guys that you know the only one roster spot. So I, I think during the preseason, some guys are going to get cut, and we'll because Vivian Chinzo or whatever he he got he was a draft pick, and I think of the New England Patriots, and he got cut like one year in. So I don't I don't have much confidence in him at all. All right, we will come back. Uh, there's there's some Cowboys thoughts. I just uh, no stone unturned would be my thought with a team that, that is this talented, this good on defense. You just know you're going to have some injuries, and especially on your offensive line. And you talked about Tyron Smith. You can almost count on five, six, and maybe more games he won't play. Yes. Do you have the security you need at that spot because you want to be a power run physical team? Uh, you better be right because you you don't you know, you, you could. And, have, and I only say that is because it's not just. For a guy that age, it it doesn't – certain games that it would take a, one guy maybe two games to miss, he's missing four, four to six. Well, he's up there. But, again, right. um, Tyron Smith is going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. I mean, he's that good of a player. So, And, and when he played last year, he was really good. Um, not as dominant as he's been. but uh, you It's know, hard to be at that age I mean, for he's, him. He's 32 years old, but remember, he came oh. into the league at 20. Tyron Smith was a, was a baby when he came into the game, when the Cowboys drafted him. All pro out of USC. Got in the league. Yeah, he is. Well, he was the youngest player ever drafted when he was drafted, right? And then there was yeah, that, kid out of, so. that kid out of Louisville that the uh, Texans drafted, I think. That I think took he that was spot because well, look, like I mean, two time first team All Pro. He's, he was a member of the All 2010s All Decade team. This guy's a stud. But you're right. the The injuries have, have mounted as the years have gone and on. They for become him. big injuries. Now let's hope, because if they stay healthy, that's a pretty good unit. Absolutely. I just don't like what's, what I see behind it. Uh, it's unproven. I'd rather see some, some more veteran guys there. But you can acquire that during the season, typically, if you need it. So, uh, Cowboys, there's some thoughts, and they'll uh, think they've got one more OTA ahead of uh, training camp, which begins in July. They'll head to Oxnard, Oxnard California. Oxnard again, huh? To start their training camp. Are, for are they season. doing half at the Star, half at Oxnard, like last year? Pretty sure, yep. Okay. Get the cool temps of the beach in uh, California and then come back to wrap it up. And usually play a couple games out on the West Coast. We'll come back. There's some Cowboys news. We'll preview this Texas-Stanford series one more time. Uh, Longhorns, their hands full. All the uh, the 16 teams remaining, the eight games, four today, four tomorrow. Get a quick thumbnail on them and uh, get you ready for college baseball's uh, one of its best weekends. It's being on the horn. Chad and Zay. You just brought up a great mental image. I want everybody to imagine, if you know 
what Isaiah looks like. Imagine it in your head. If you don't, Isaiah, please describe basic height and weight to the people if you can. Where are you right now? I look like Mark Henry during the sexual chocolate era <laughs> where he had the Hershey bar uh, up top. Let's, let, let's say that. I look like a bootleg version of that. Okay. If Mark had the stunt devil, sexual chocolate All era right. specifically. Weekdays 12 to 3 on the horn. Dr. Greg Eckert, folks, was in uh, to see Dr. Eckert this week. And uh, always good to see he and his team and uh, just, just, just great people. A great location right there off Far West, North Central Austin. They've been there going on three decades now. And listen, I'm going to be doing some work with Dr. Eckert this summer. Gonna, you know, to kind of rebuild the smile a little bit. Uh, you know, the uh, the wear and tear of 50 years on your teeth can uh, do some grinding over the years. Uh, and doctor, I was in there to, to see what it's going to look like. Had a little these little wax things that we did to see the the, uh, the template for what's going to be when it's all done. And man, it looks really really great. And appreciate Dr. Eckert uh, for helping me with this. And he can do the same for you. Mine is a little uh, kind of just reconstructing what's already there. But if you need a brand new smile and want to start over with the permanently secured dental implants, Dr. Eckert can do that too. His team is the best in this area. You're going to find, I promise you, one of the best in the dental industry with these permanently secured dental implants, which gets you a brand new smile in one visit. Uh, go in at the morning with uh, one the smile you're, you're unhappy with or you're constantly in pain while eating and all the issues that you have there uh, and walk out with a smile you're absolutely going to love. And they've got story after story of people you know, in tears leaving the office there because they're, they're so happy with the confident smile they now have. And Dr. Eckert and his team can give you that and do it for you, and they all do it with such a, with a pleasant way. And just good people at Dr. Greg Eckert. 345-3166. That's 345-3166 to set up an easy consultation to learn if you're a good candidate for the uh, brand-new smile in one visit. I'll be doing some great stuff and be showing you before and after uh, this summer as well. Excited to be doing it with Dr. Greg Eckert. It's Eckert with a U, U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Book your appointment today. Sunny days are ahead as Ironworkers Local 482 Union is hiring 3,000 people right now for a huge new project. Maximize your potential today by applying at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. It's Bucky and Aaron. Get you to the top of the hour, hand it off to uh, Light the Tower. What's coming up on Light the Tower? Is uh, Craig live from Palo Alto, I'm assuming? He is. That'll be fun to hear. Also, uh, Jeff Howe. Um, of course, Cam will bring you their thoughts on the weekend to come, which will include the uh, college baseball tournament continuing today. 11 o'clock in the morning is the first game of the eight games, game ones this, this Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Also this weekend, Buck, it's the Manning Passing Camp. Yeah. The Manning Passing Academy, and uh, turns out both two of the Texas quarterbacks are going to be counselors there. Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers are headed to Louisiana to be part of that Manning Passing Academy, uh, which will be you know, always a kind of a prestigious opportunity to get in front of the Mannings. Remember when Johnny Manziel went to that thing and like overslept or whatever he did? Mm. Remember that whole deal? My nephew was there last year. Really had a good time, really enjoyed it. You know, in what year is he going to be? He's going to be a junior. And he's traded over from Bethlehem Catholic to Central Catholic High School. Is that, not, is that an upgrade? Hey, watch that. I'm, I'm just asking. Um, for him it is, I guess. Sports-wise? No. My high school's a wrestling high school anyway. <laughs> wrestling is a big deal back in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is. 
Big time. Penn State. Penn State, the national champs last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's part of the busy weekend. And Ty's going to be out at uh, the high school tournaments uh, tonight, the uh, state championship round out at Dell Diamond, which is uh, pretty exciting for Westlake. And somebody else, right before the Blitz, texted and said it's pronounced Peerland. It's not pronounced Peerland. Stop saying that. They're playing Pearland. 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 We had somebody say that earlier. And I was like, no, I've been to two high school graduations at Pearland High School. And no one ever called it Peerland. Principal never said that? <laughs> no. No. Welcome to wherever. We're here to honor the class of whatever at Pearland High School. So I think they would have gotten that right. But And then several people said, no, I coach there. It's Pearland. Uh, but Pearland's a good ball club, too. They've got a great uh, you know, athletic department there in South Houston, right down there by NASA. And I did not fill in the divot with my brother's ashes, no. No, somebody that's, also that's... said you took it to Blue Bonnet. You did not take it to Blue Bonnet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, know, why would, you would never do that. No. That would never happen. Although that was the first golf course I ever played in the state of Texas. Really? That was the first golf course. And I and at that time coaches belonged to Barton Creeky and I but I hadn't gotten to Barton Creek yet. I had but somebody said, Let's go out to Blue Bond and I said, Okay. Sounds nice. I said, Does it does it roll nice because I hit them low? And boarded did it ever. <laughs> like it, like the parking lot of Tin Cup oh, rolling yeah. down the street. It's just going and going. I used to love going out there. It's like that driving range. I loved Blackhawk, and they start putting homes on every holes, and I'd start banging them into the homes. You remember those trips out to Blackhawk and places like that? Oh, yeah, that was the play first golf. place I learned to play golf. Was it Blackhawk Golf Course? Yeah, when we first started doing our show uh, early on, it was doing well, and then I met the guys at Blackhawk, and they wanted to do some some endorsements, and that was back when it was pretty much a new golf course. It oh, more. yeah, it was it was a beauty. And, it, and, and so they... I was like, well, you know, I'd love to, and I don't play golf, and I don't have any clubs. And so the guy gave me, like, a set of clubs, the, the pro there. It's like, I got a set so for you. So you didn't start playing golf till later in your life. Yeah, I was like 25, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was – and so I used to go out there and take a few lessons from him and kind of self-taught myself how to, to swing a golf club. But that was a Blackhawk golf club. Well, yeah. I was very similar to you. I didn't play back. until – I mean, I wasn't allowed – like, my old man wouldn't let me play golf with him. I used to shag balls for him with a baseball glove and a shag bag. <laughs> That's how I learned how to play baseball. Really, he would shag his, hit his, you know, pop wedges up. and his pop ups, and I'd go chase him down, chase him down, make a catch, great catch, and then, um, but I never, he never said, hey, let's go play, hey, let's go have a, a catch, son, and he never did any of that kind of stuff. Wasn't I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to play. You with were him working anymore. for him. I was, I was working. I was shagging balls. You're damn right. I was working for him. Hey, so. Um Speaking of the golf, we've had a good conversation about the golf in the future and uh, how, according to uh, Jimmy Dunn, the architect of the deal, that Jay Monahan's going to have more, pow- more power than people believe, that, and he'll make the decision at the end of 2023, the future of the Live Tour, and that uh, that is the deal they cut. So uh, the, the, the fate of the Live Tour is still in doubt, even though the Live Tour and Greg Norman believe they're full steam ahead. That could be in doubt, and um, Jay Monahan. Like, remember when Rory said this on Tuesday or Wednesday at his press conference ahead of the Canadian Open that, you know, you know, and Rory was speaking right after speaking to Jay Monahan and to Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn was who called Rory McIlroy at six thirty in the morning, like yeah, that morning, to let him know ahead of the news coming out. And uh, Jimmy Dunn said yesterday that no, Jay Monahan's going to be essentially he's now in charge of Live uh, and the boss of Live, which it means that all those golfers are now playing under the umbrella of Jay Monahan again. And that he will decide at the end of the year if they want to keep the tour. And it doesn't sound like he wants to keep the tour. He wants to bring all the players back and unite the tour again. Now, again, there could be an objection from that from Yasser, uh, the, uh, the head of the fund. 
but at least the way Jimmy Dunn is presenting it is no, no, that we we're partnering with them. That's what Jimmy Dunn wanted. He used Live to create the, dis- the diversion and the distraction to cur- to in the lawsuits, which led to this. Smart hand going to charge them all kinds of money. Hey, you dudes made this yeah. amount of money over there. Well, this gazillion dollars. You're going to pay this to get back well, to the listen, PGA. The, the people that support Live are not going to be happy about it. But it does sound like that. Now again, it could play out differently, and and Yasser could get involved and say, no, I want to keep live. But the way Jimmy Dunn presented it yesterday on his media tour was, no, Monahan's in charge. If he wants to end it in 2023, he can. And Yasser won't stop him. And Yasser doesn't need it now. No, he got what he wanted. He, which is full, like, full partnership with the PGA Tour, which was what he wanted from the beginning. So he will likely back off and let that be dismantled. Um, you know, And then the live players will want to have to apply to come back into the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. They'll be allowed back, but they're going to have to pay a hefty fine, according to Jimmy Dunn, and then they can be creative with what to do with those those penalty money. They, again, they, the the angry feelings and the hurt feelings are, are going to continue in golf, and the hope is over time you can smooth the feelings. Cause the, well, yeah, because you got to keep that money. By the way, those guys that stayed with the PGA and didn't go to live yeah. and didn't get that money, right. they're, they're going to be looking for some money back. And the guys that did that, I mean, it's not like they got to pay live with money back. They don't have to pay – that government back any of that money. That's their money. Their money. But there'll be a fine to, to rejoin. How hefty PGA could Tour. that fine possibly and, and obviously be? If Li- and if, obviously if Liv is gone, then where else are you going to play? And, you know, where else are they going to play? Right. They don't have another tour. And if Yasser's not funding. Yeah, well, Yasser's going to say, hey, Monahan, you're not going to do this. You're not going to find these guys this kind of money. I gave $150 million. You're not going to find those guys $25 million. Maybe. Although he did give Rory for $3 million for not showing up right. to a that, gig. All that's going to be interesting. Because listen, what, if this, again, I'm just presenting, I'm not arguing either side of this. I'm just saying how Jimmy Dunn presented what the deal they cut. And he was the architect of the deal. He was the person that reached out to, uh, to Yasser at the very beginning to say, hey, look, we we got to stop this rift. Let's see if we can get together and find common ground. That was in April. That led to seven separate meetings, which led to the deal. And according to Jimmy Dunn, Yasser's on board with just being a full partner with the PGA and the DP World Tour. Because allegedly that's what he says that, he just wants. That's absolutely what he wanted. That's why I said way back on when this first came out that you know if you go back to Jack Nicholas's you know statement when this happened, and he was in full support of the deal, he said you know for the la- the last three years have been really challenging for the game of golf. We think of Live as a year, a year and a half, maybe no, no. The, Three years ago is when this started with Yasser trying to buy his way and, and use that that Saudi fund money to become a, a you know a big gain a big footprint in the game of golf, and the PGA Tour kind of gave him the Heisman and said no we're not interested for all the reasons we're talking about we don't want the Saudi money you know nine eleven all the stuff we don't we don't need that we don't want to work with your regime and that kind of thing well then he started live and that was his way of dis you know the, the Very disruption yes in the market which was hugely disruptive to the PGA Tour, especially when you consider there's a report out that John Rahm was about to be the, was on the verge of being the latest huge name to jump to live. And, you know, you had to get something to resolve this and bring it back. But, again, Greg Norman still proceeding full speed ahead with live. Uh, we'll see. Apparently, according to Jimmy Dunn, Monahan will be the person that decides that. But think about that with Jay Monahan. His own tour dis- distrusts him terribly. Yeah, they're, they're talking about ousting him. Yeah. Um, but, and then the guys who, if they do disband live, it's on his watch. He's going to decide that at the end of 2023. And then he's going to make those guys reapply and pay a fine, significant fine to come back. He's going to be the most unpopular person ever. I mean, everyone's going to hate him and they kind of already do. Um, comes a new Roger Goodell. And that's where you wonder if you're Jimmy Dunn and Yasser, do you, okay, you can hire someone new 
in that same role, couldn't you? If everything's the same, why do we need this guy to be the leader? Well, don't you want the players to be right, on board? That's, that's what I'm saying. Or they're not going to be on board with this guy. Well, but again, the, the new person that's not Jay Monahan could be with have the same control and power within the organization, but it just doesn't have to be him because everybody's going to hate him. I mean, whatever you say about Roger Goodell. Well, I'll just say this. Rory didn't sound like he hate him. He said he's an incredible businessman. Well, he's one of the few. Because by all accounts, 90% of the tour were unhappy with Jay Monahan, and they don't trust and him. And Rory's the guy who put his face out there. Right. Uh, and then, of course, if the live guys are no longer have a live tour to play on and they've got to pay a big fine to come back. I hate again, him even more, yeah. Because, yeah. again, you can say what you want. The, it, Roger Goodell's hated by a lot, of, a lot of NFL players and fans and media, but the owners like Roger Goodell. And he gets paid cash. Well, the owners big like cash. him. He's their guy, and they pay him well. Yeah, they just to, pull that to, dude's strings. To be the shield for the shield. But Jay Monahan doesn't feel like he's going to have many allies except for maybe Jimmy Dunn, Rory McIlroy, and Yasser. Because uh, wow. now Yasser's his partner. But that, that's interesting. Uh, and the, Rory's going to look at him sideways, too. I mean, I just... I think they all will. That's where I wonder, get through 2023, the deal's in place. Because remember, it's still got to be approved. The, there's already saber-rattling coming from Washington, D.C., that they're going to call hearings on this deal, and the DOJ will get involved. That That all has to be pushed through and agreed to. Does Jack and Tiger have any say in any of this? It's just just what they what they think. They, they say no. We haven't heard from Tiger at all since this came down. Uh, we heard from Jack Nicholas. He put out a statement. And I'm assuming when they were at his tournament that he hosts this past weekend, he was kind of filled in on what's about what's to come. What's about to happen. I'm assuming that happened. Um, but, you know, we haven't I don't heard know how they kept that as such a secret for so long. Like, you know how they can't keep any secrets. How does that? How did that? And CNBC, of course, had the story because it's a wow. mega corporate business merger or deal that, that's going down. But so see, we'll see where that plays out. But I wonder if you know, they look at it and say, even Jay Monahan says, you know what, for the good of golf, we've got this thing unified again, but I can't be the face of it. I, I need to resign and let someone else be put in my place who can try to you know, bridge, the, bridge these things and bring people back together. Because I don't know that Monahan can, even in his own tour, and certainly not with the, the now former Well, that's why I was players. asking the question yesterday about you know, things like Callaway and Titleist and is this group now going to become? I don't think have that. Their, well, why do they have to? They don't have to do it. No, and they don't care anywhere. I mean, about murderers Saudis? play golf. Well, they don't, I don't think they're planning to get into club manufacturing, but they could if they wanted to. Absolutely, or they just buy Titleist or, just, <laughs> or, or one of those places, <laughs> right. Callaway, whatever. Buy it. Well, that's what big, big rename it. Monster corporations sure. do. They buy the little littler guy and turn it into whatever. You're they already want. doing it really well. I'll just buy you. Uh, yeah. Or should we have own. to start all over again? Well, again, that, and that's an example of the PGA Tour. He, he tried to buy the PGA Tour, and they said no. So I said, okay, well, I'll start my own. And then that disruption led to everything we're talking about right now. Uh, so we'll see it play out. And I like I, I just can't wait to see how sponsorship deals with all this. I know. It's, there's so much still to be seen. Uh, and they're playing golf right now. It's the uh, Canadian Open. And as we said earlier, uh, look for our guy Omar Uresti today. Our, Omar, who's helping us with our tour of Central Texas Golf, he was on an alternate list for this, and he got called Wednesday. You know, we talked to Omar earlier in the week. He didn't even know this was coming. He flew to Toronto, and he made the – somebody dropped out at the right time, and he got a spot. And yesterday he's playing with Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose and shot four plus four. <laughs> Those guys were under par, but we'll see if uh, – I'm going to be rooting for Omar to make the cut today. He There's off. a great one right there. He made Condi Rice the PGA head. That'd be nice. She belongs to Augusta. There's going to need to be somebody that can be a diplomat and unify things, and I don't think that's Jay Monahan. If this deal is going to be put in place how Jimmy Dunn is portraying it, 
they're going to need a new leader. Yes, I did say murderers play golf. We will come back uh, and wrap this thing up, put it, uh, put a bow on it, and send it uh, off to Craig and the crew with Light the Tower coming back. It's Bucky and Aaron. All right, going to be a short segment here. Went a little long on the last one. That's going to wrap it up for us and send it off to Light the Tower. Craig Way from Palo Alto. Craig, let me know that they've got an interview with uh, Zane Morehouse. Zane Morehouse, who pitched so well last week for the Longhorns in that uh, regional in Coral Gables. I think you know you're going to get a – you're typically going to feel really good about your start you're going to get from Lucas Gordon. LBJ has become rock solid since that Oklahoma series. And, uh, you know, Tanner Witt's going to be kind of a crapshoot. But at the same time, you hope you don't get to Tanner Witt. And if Zane Morehouse pitches like he did last weekend, boy, that gives you a lot of confidence. And Garrett Gilmet, the catcher, said, man, I've caught him all year, and that's the best he's been. He was so confident. with his. He had a great angle on his fastball, and he was trusting his stuff. And that's the thing about Zane. Just His stuff is, is really good. And you just got to throw it for strikes and trust your defense. Uh, they bring that pitching and defense. But remember, Stanford Buck. Top 15 in all the significant offensive categories in this country. Batting average, slugging, home runs. They have 150-some home runs this year. They're a really, really tough lineup. So, no free passes. Nope. No extra bases. Play your ball game. We'll know the, know the situation on Monday. We could come in here with the Longhorns or Stanford advancing, or could come in here with a game three to be played. And go Westlake, Ty. Let's go Westlake. Let's go. That's right. Enjoy that. Good luck to the Shaps. They win tonight against Pearland. They'll have to play tomorrow night in the championship game, or not have to. They'll be the have the opportunity to play in that game. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Buck, enjoy yours. You too, guys. Be careful out there. Be careful. Stay hydrated. It's going to be in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Triple digits coming next week. Have a great weekend every hour uh, and every part of this show. If you missed any of it, podcast at hornfm.com. Light the tower. One guy said he has entire 77 Playboy collection. Captain Caveman said, people out there really buying other people. I'm not going to finish that. That's yeah. just disgusting to read that. I'm you know, I saw that, that. On, a, on a Pawn Stars episode one time. Like, some collectors will want them, but really, like, other than the first edition with Marilyn Monroe, and, like, they don't hold as much value as you think. What do the Pawn Star guys say to it? I mean, if I buy these, look, I'm taking all the risk. i got to store it. i got to pay somebody <laughs> to catalog it. I mean, I've got 150 magazines here. Five bucks is the best I can do. <laughs> On the horn. Back uh, right before the bridge over Ladybird Lake. Uh, that's uh, why we've had this backup that we've been talking about uh, this hour. So again, might be alternate route time here. Uh, maybe routing you to the frontage road. I'm going to go ahead and take I-35, maybe. And a lot of folks seem to be doing that already. Uh, coming up from Onion Creek all the way to downtown, it's very, very slow. Should not be this slow, this late, heading toward 10 o'clock, but it is on I-35. Mopac is a no-go, so uh, we've got some problems here. Now, southbound on the interstate, heavy from Palmer Lane to Breaker and 290 to the decks. Did have a crash reported at Rhinely uh, near the frontage of I-35 northbound. And uh, over on Old Torf near South First, uh, trying to wrap up that crash. Eastbound 290 at Lexington and the Mainer area. little back because of a wreck there. But again, a bulletin, northbound Mopac, south of the bridge. Uh, Just don't go there. I'm Don Miller, and that's traffic.